Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. USA! USA! Shot clock turned off. Calvary. Hall. Eight to shoot. Hall. The runner! Loose ball! It's good! Williams Goss comes out of the pack. Matthews for three. It's time for Zag's Hoop Talk with Jack and Zach on the Believe Podcast Network. Oh, wow. Here's Jack Ferris. They found mold in my apartment. And Rob Zachary. All I was thinking about is, like, how do you know what things to use to wipe? What was that? I fucking hate these this new they always telling recordings. Um, do you has anyone ever told you you look like Carlos Boozer kind of? Yes. I, I just I, I honestly have never thought that, but the way you have your facial hair now and just the angle, you look like Carlos Boozer. I know. I do, have well aware. Do you well like aware. Carlos Boozer? He's a good dude, man. I can't speak ill about him. I, I he's he's always he was cool with me, so I, I can't say anything ill about him. Do you uh, have you heard the Carlos Boozer Prince story? That he rented his house. Yeah, yeah. Prince rented Carlos Boozer's house and like completely gutted it and put in like all kinds of like pink rugs and pink wallpaper and uh, like stripper poles and stuff. And uh, I guess Carlos. I'm going to keep calling him Carlos Boozer. Carlos Boozer. I, showed- I, have, I have one of his uh, jerseys in my uh, uh, game jersey from him. He, show- game. he showed up like unannounced to check out the house and uh, nobody was there. And he saw all of the, the, the changes to the house. And he sent like a very angry email or text to Prince. And uh, Prince said, hey, man, we still have the house for another, what, year? Like, how much money is it going to take to make you feel comfortable that everything is going to be right as rain, no pun intended, when you come back? And so it was like a hundred grand or whatever. So we like put a hundred grand in in uh, Carlos Boozer's account, and sure enough, next time Carlos Boozer was there, his house was like completely back to normal. Not a thing was changed. Wild That's deal. wild, dude. That's what's, crazy. What's even crazier is while I was doing that little Carlos Boozer soliloquy, Rob was having a full on. Civil, civil war with his family i'm about to i'm about to have another one in a sec i'm gonna mute what you're about to hear okay good no i'll read an ad all right um this episode of sack and jack is brought to you by betonline.ag betonline.ag boy oh boy i took the cardinals tonight obviously it's thursday night minus six and a half I think it was actually minus six by the time I jumped on it. Of course, Aaron Rodgers without his two top weapons, they're going to get rolled by the undefeated Cardinals. Doesn't look great right now. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V 50. That's BLEAV 5-0 to receive your bonus from basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC right your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait 
to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Honestly, folks, um, early season college basketball is a hell of a time to capitalize on betonline.ag. My trick of the trade is I like to bet the unders. It's not a sexy play, but I like to bet the unders. You're always under. I bet unders on games that are played in weird places in the preseason, i.e. aircraft carriers or like Alaska or Japan. I always wonder, you can't feel the waves on the aircraft carrier, can you? Were you in Japan or with the Lakers? When um, I was with the Lakers when they went to Japan. When they Okinawa. went to Japan, Okinawa. Okay, because in that game it was against Pitt, and they called the game at halftime because people were slipping on the Dude, goddamn court. The humidity, the humidity is so bad there, bro. Can't have that. Can't have slipping. I'm literally, uh, what an intro. I haven't even said Zach and Jack. He's Rob Sacre. I'm Jack Ferris. Have I? Have I said that yet? Dude, we just—it's been wild, man. It's I been know. a wild couple weeks as you can tell rob's uh voice is a little weird because i was in a weird spot in my apartment where i don't get very good wi-fi so i've moved to my room and i feel like it's better now huh yeah i i it, it looks better i'm gonna play a game called let's quiz rob sacre rob sacre the yes. gonzaga pull the gonzaga bulldogs your alma mater and and very and yours and mine and for the most part the subject of this podcast the Gonzaga Bulldogs are playing who on Sunday Dixie State no <laughs> Eastern Oregon is coming to Spokane to take on the mighty Again, Bulldogs these games are hard for me to get up for I'm not gonna lie the season's ready I'm ready for the season but oof, these ones are. Yeah, an actual basketball <laughs> game. An actual basketball game, though. To yes, no, I'm excited. It's going to be, um, you know, we always get these D2 schools to come in and uh, get a paycheck. Well, and, and it's also good to play against somebody else, especially during these um, like times where in the whole summer, I've always repeated over and over. You're beating the shit out of each other throughout the whole summer. So it's nice to see a, just a different face and like a different jersey. So I know those guys are going to be pumped up to show up what they can do. And it's going to be it's going to be exciting. Electrify. Uh, I got chills. They're multiplying. That was, you know, what Tom, Cru- uh, Tom, Tom, no, John Travolta, John, John Travolta. Travolta. That's right. Scientologist. Um. Another milestone for the Gonzaga Bulldogs program for the first time ever. I didn't realize this. For the first time ever, we were number one preseason in the USA Today poll. What? The USA Today poll. Yeah, like the third most popular poll. We uh, had never been number one preseason. Got it. Cool. Well, I think, you know, there's a lot to come with this, and I think we have everything that can be a championship team. Yes, sir, buddy. Yes, sir. Um, So as I mentioned, Halloween game, Eastern Oregon will be in Spokane at the kennel. One person who will not be at the kennel is one Mark Few. uh, As he is. Are we on this still? And we, you know, we'd be remiss not to talk about it. 
Rob has a personal relationship with, with coach few. So for him kind of abstaining from this a little bit, uh, I completely understand. I don't have a personal relationship. I know you don't. You're just wanting to get to this so bad. I think I it's, I think it's, opinion. I think I it would, you... I think it would be lame and disingenuous if we didn't talk about the arrest video, the body cam footage that came out. I honestly didn't history. know there was something until you brought it up. Yeah. Okay. So in the state of Idaho, um, you know, body cam footage of an arrest is public information. Once the case is settled, once there's, you know, I thought they had to get paid. Paid? No, dude. No, 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 no. All that, all that's public record. Really? That's a file request. Yes. No. The the <laughs> the Idaho. I thought police... so. I thought one of those police. I swear, I'm not. No, dude. No, I, I really did are not. Like someone like selling it to TMZ. Yeah, I'm like, no. what? Not the case. Not okay. the case. Okay. Um, and look, the video is not flattering. Uh. Coach Few does not look good. And, and back to my, my, my point of, you know, Rob has a personal relationship with Coach Few. I don't. But Coach Few is kind of a big part of my life. And that may sound sad and weird, but think about it. If you're listening to this podcast, Coach Few is definitely a part of your life you know, whether you admit to it or not, if you're listening to this pod, obviously you, you love Gonzaga basketball and coach view is the face of that program. That being said, coach few getting a DUI, uh, almost two months ago. Now it kind of felt like, yeah, exactly. It's it, two months ago. It felt yeah. like, it felt like one of your favorite uncles got a DUI. You know what I mean? You're like, Oh man, really? Come on. And then when you see the video, it's, it's tough to watch as well. What I have a problem with is people watching the video now and kind of Monday morning quarterbacking the situation. You know what I mean? Oh, They're I would have like done it this way. Bingo. They're pausing yeah. it and say, here's where he made it. Here's where he fucked yeah, up no. the first time. He's where he, you know, you don't say this. You don't say that. Until you're in that position – under those circumstances, and anyone you gotta, and you got to put up. There's a lot of people listening that have been in that position and could have been in that position. So let's just not, uh, you know, everyone, everyone turns into like a law professor when this video pops up, pointing out where Coach Few should have been quiet, what he should have oh said, God, what he shouldn't man. have said. Um, I will say this and. I, I watched it a couple of times. Like I said, it's tough to watch. Is it embarrassing? Yes. Could it have been worse? Yes. But Coach Few, and I'm not a psychologist. I've just been paying attention to Gonzaga. Yeah, what are you trying to get to, man? Coach Few, for the better part of the last two decades, has been one of, one of, if not the most powerful men in the room anytime he walks into a room. You know what I mean? He okay. walks into a room and he's immediately kind of got the respect and attention of anyone in said room outside of, you know, when he's like brushing shoulders with Dickie V and Coach K and all those big time cancer events, whatever. Also, shout out Dickie V, beat the cancer brother. So Mark Few is not used to situations where he doesn't have control. 
you can see the realization a couple of times in that video when he realizes he doesn't have control. And over the course of that video, I think he's trying to regain control. So anytime anyone kind of looks at that video and passes judgment and offers their two cents as to what they would have done or what he should have done, it's apples and oranges. Him getting a DUI is bad. Is it worse than like you or me getting a DUI, Rob? No, but it's different. If you and I, here's the thing. If you and I, Rob, if you and I get a DUI, it's very embarrassing. Um, you know, we could lose our jobs. You know, anyone listening, if you're driving right now, you what? Could have a, you could have How a, long have you thought about this whole? You could have deal, a you could have a gig. Question. You could have a gig where you could lose your job. Okay, so that's obviously very serious. But you would control the message. You would be able to reach out to your friends and family and kind of tell them, "Yeah, I made a mistake." Here's what I'm dealing with, blah, blah, blah. It sucks. Mark Few, clearly not going to lose his job, but he has no control over the message, which sucks. He gets a DUI, and it's on the bottom line of ESPN in 12 hours. You know what I mean? That's brutal. Oh, I do know what you mean. I can't imagine having to deal with that. So, look. It's a black eye for him. It's a black eye. It's a black eye for the program. But it's October, Rob. In three weeks, we're going to be season. In yeah, three weeks, we're basketball. If the video had come out in January or February, that would have been significantly worse. If we're in the middle of the season and everyone's talking about Gonzaga basketball and Chet Holmgren and blah blah blah, and then that video dropped, that would have been awful. It's out. Uh, Everyone's watching it, breaking it down. Next week, we won't talk about it, but I think it was worth mentioning at least once. I guess. I don't think so, but we'll agree to disagree. That's the first time we agree to disagree, but I'll take that. I don't know if that's the first time, but anywho. No, we, that's, you know what? That is, <laughs> and like, and like that we said, is very true. This isn't, it's not the end for uh, Coach Few in terms of dealing with it. All of the, you know what? Now we need into. Coach Few on the, on the show and you guys to talk. Buddy, sign me up. I'm in. I know. I, there we go. There we go. I know. I know um, you are. Ed Davis. But we had a great, great interview today, too. Ed Davis, it goes to show you, Rob, it goes to, show the normal NARPs out there what it takes to be in the NBA and what it takes to be one of the 10th, 11th, 12th guys on an NBA team. Ed Davis doesn't play a ton. Ed Davis was a lottery pick 12 years ago, 13 years ago. NC2A champion for North Carolina, a part of one of the greatest college basketball teams in the history of the sport. Good dude, man. Just a great dude. And he, uh, he gave us 30 minutes of his time today. Full disclosure, again, letting people behind the curtain. A couple days ago, Rob said we were having Ed Davis on. 9.30 Thursday. I said, done. Cleared out a little window. 9.30 Thursday. <laughs> no. it's, like, it's like 8.45. Rob sends me a text, goes, damn, I forgot he's on the East Coast. 
Well, I looked. I thought he was. I was like, where is he now? And I looked. I'm like, oh, shit. He's in Cleveland now. So I'm like, oh, we lost him. All right. Well, we'll, we'll get him again some other time, whatever. And then it's 936. And I'm doing something completely different. Rob texts me. goes, hey, he's on. He's on the Zoom. Let's go. Uh, he was in <laughs> L.A. They play the Lakers. Anyway, it was it was a you know what show. Yeah, yeah, but it was a great man, and we greatly appreciate Ed being on the show. Just saying all his experience, 12 seasons in the league. 12 seasons in the league. Yeah, you know, and, and yeah, he's been a bit of a journeyman, but what a hell of a career. We've been on a bunch of playoff teams. He's gone deep in the playoffs. Uh, You know, I just wish him the best. He's a great dude, man. Now, what we talk about, Rob, and he skirts away from the issue, is uh, drinking on the plane. Oh, with NBA man. teams, what was your drink? Oh, Crown Apple. Crown Apple. What? Crown man. Apple or some beer? Or, no, or it, it was just it varied. You're still a Crown Apple guy. I'm Pendleton now, man. I'm starting to evolve. I can drink Pendleton on the rocks. Good. Good yeah, for you. Yeah, I just that's my thing now. I'm, it just I can't do the Coke. You know. Well, no, don't do that. I mean, that's too much sugar. Too much exactly. and, and then that just sucks the next day. <laughs> All right, Rob, should we get to uh should we get to Ed Davis? Eddie, this is where I got slow motions better than no motion. My boy Ed taught me that. From the corner! Ed Davis, what 11 year NBA veteran now? Is it your 11th or 12th 12, year, Ed? 12, 12, man. How fast has that gone for you? Man. Just it just fly, man. I, like I try to tell all the guys now, man. Just try to enjoy it, man. Embrace every moment because you look up and you like, damn, like this might be my last year. So it's like it just go by quick, man. You a vet? Like you a real vet though? Like you're, yeah. <laughs> yo, you're that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, I mean, it's like, it's. It's crazy, obviously, like how like how fast time goes, but it's crazy like how like like how my role just like changed from you know five years ago and like how I had to like accept the fact that like I'm coming to the arena every day knowing I'm not gonna play and like little things like that and then like really just embracing it. Like, you know what I mean? Cause like I'm a vet, but like my role for this team is, you know, pretty much you know, mentor, keep the locker room together and just give, you know, as much wisdom and advice as I can. So it's just uh, it's something that I, that I enjoy, and you know, it's fun. Man. Yeah, you get to play basketball, you stay in shape, all that comes together. It's that's got to be like a maturity thing, though, to be able to look around and be like, "All right, I'm not going to be in the rotation, but I can prolong my career and make this team better in other ways." Though, right? It, it, what uh, was there like a moment where you had that realization where you're like, "This is going to be me the rest of my career now"? Uh, I mean, I I, I sort of felt it like. Um, like last year in Minnesota, you know, I really, I was, I was out of rotation and I was like, you know, it's going to be tough for me to, you know, just to keep up on a, on a nightly with, with all these young guys. So, you know, I, I definitely had to transition. And, and, but the main thing is like accepting it, you know, because it, it's tough, you know, getting up, going to practice, going to shoot around, like I said, and, and knowing you're not going to get in the game, like, you know, just to, to have that motivation to punch the clock every day, you know, with really like, like, I'm not working towards nothing. Like, you know, like, I might get in, but, you know, I don't want to play because, you know, the we got some talented. Yeah, for sure. We got some talented guys on this team, and, you know, 
if it gets down to me playing, that means, you know, some stuff is going wrong. So, you know, I'm just, you know, trying to, like you said, just be professional as possible and, you know, teach these other guys, like, how to be professional, you know? And that's that's hard sometimes. I'm, I can imagine, like, now that you're a vet, you can – do you see, like, some of these young cats and they're like – you see some of the things they've done and you're like, whoa, 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 you, let's slow your roll or something like that. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, for sure. Just, like, you know, the stuff on the court, stuff off the court, you know, um, how they handle adversity. You know, uh, you know how it is, Zach. Like, a lot of guys, you know, they go through tough times or you know, in and out the rotation, you know, they start pouting and they think that, you know, these coaches or GMs and stuff are going to um, feel bad for them, but, you know, they don't care. Like, it's, it's no. business, man. It, so it's, it's just like, like, go ahead. No, it's it's straight business. I think people don't realize it's not, it's, it's not like, uh, it's not like the college atmosphere where you're like, what? your boys or what, uh, you know, and like every man's looking, everybody's looking to take care of you and everything like that. It's, it's a dog eat dog world in that, in that industry, man. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, you got to produce, man. Like if you're not doing that and, you know, they're not going to put up with, you know, a guy at the end of the bench, like with an attitude or whatever. So it's just like, like I really try to teach those young guys that because, you know, um, Sometimes you only get you only get one chance, and if you mess that chance up, man, like you outside looking in, and that's it. Yep. No, I completely agree. And you've been all over the country, really all over North America. When you count Toronto, Memphis, L.A., Portland, Brooklyn, Utah, Minnesota. How is Cleveland? Um, he's I still playing there, Jack. I he's know. Still how, there. I know. How, I know. Yo, how is I'll Cleveland? For Cleveland? I won't because go you, there for anything. You know, I'll tell him that right if, now. <laughs> if you one thing, if you went from like Salt Lake City to Minnesota to Cleveland, but you've been in major metropolitan areas and you know the Salt Lake City. So, so where would you rank Cleveland? And is it appropriate for a 32 year old who, you know, in the real world is still a very very young man, but in the NBA, you're you're an elder statesman. Right. Uh, I mean, honestly, like if I was if I was drafted at, you know, 19, 20, you know, <laughs> it definitely it definitely wouldn't be at the it ain't Toronto. The of, of, you know, um, places to live. But business wise, you know, it's, it's it is a good organization. You know, they, they do things right. But, you know, obviously, you know, it's a lot of you know better NBA cities than, than Cleveland. You know, so the weather, the weather is kind of. Kind of what gets me, man. I'm not really a cold weather guy, man. It's a little wet. Other than that, man, it's, it's cool. It pay the bills, so I'll take it. Yeah, that's all that matters. <laughs> it really is all that matters, paying the bills, man. Hey, uh, so out of all the best city or most of the city, what's your favorite place? What was one of the top organizations you feel like? I, I heard Portland's one of the best. Uh, Ooh, here we go. I would say one of the best out of all the organizations I've been with. I say Utah is number one by, really? by far. Yeah, by far. It's not even close. What you, like, like the, the front office, front office leadership, Quinn I mean, Snyder fans. Just, I wouldn't say the fans, but just, just everything <laughs> about like <laughs> just everything about the organization, man. Like. Coach Quinn, he do everything right. The front office, you know, they, they take care of you, your family, like the training staff is good. Like, it's just like literally like nothing about the organization, like 
I can like say anything negative about it. Like, and I was like my first year of like getting DMP. So like, I have like, like I feel like like I'll be like bitter about the situation, but I, it's literally nothing that like bad I can say about it. Like, it was by far. I think this is my eighth eighth stop. It was it was number one in Brooklyn, right behind that. Really? Yeah. Are the fans really the worst in Salt Lake City? Oh. And, and how is is it different from? your perspective when you're wearing a jazz jersey hey hey before you answer that jack will ask some questions that you he's unpredictable i'm that's just letting we're, you know that's that's right, letting you good. know he's unpredictable. Yeah, yeah, for sure yeah i mean for me i wasn't really a, a big um i didn't really like like the fan base i mean they didn't really like me i didn't play well there so like mm. they didn't they didn't show me love so it was like all right whatever <laughs> like <laughs> but i mean it I, was like so often visiting uh, NBA players, superstars in particular, complain about how they are the absolute worst. And obviously it's ironic because it's such a religious section of the country. But they're, they're just like, they're like smug. Smug. Like they just, they, just like they, they think they're better. You ever yeah, experienced any of that? Uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, I never had like, I never had someone like say something to me while I was like, you know what I mean? Like, hmm. Like nothing like fucked up or anything, but it was just like it's just like the energy, man. It's like something about that city. I'm just not a fan of. Like Park City is cool, but like Salt Lake, man, it's just something about it that I don't know, man. It's just it's I, it's just not me, man. <laughs> it's just not me. It's just not my type of city, man. It is a little off. Um, you've uh, obviously, I mean, you've been in the league for 12 years. You've brushed elbows with, um. NBA royalty, NBA legends, Hall of Famers, etc. Uh, one of which is on this Zoom call, Rob Zachary. <laughs> sure. what, what was your impression of Rob before you joined the Lakers? And I know you guys had banged a little bit in the Sweet 16 in 2009. We'll get into that. But uh, you both were hurt. Weren't you hurt that game? No, hell no. I was. No, I was he played. Playing. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um. But, I mean, you get to the Lakers, and do you look at Rob as, like, competition for a spot kind of thing? What was that relationship? There you go, Jack. Uh, so, when I, when I first got to the Lakers, I was, um, I was leaving. I was coming from Memphis, and sort of, like, my relationship with Memphis didn't really end well, like, contract-wise. So, like, I was trying to, like, prove myself. So, I was just head down <clears throat> when I got to the Lakers. But from day one, like, me and Sack, like, my bad. We clicked, like, you know, Sack cool. You know, we had some, some good times together. You know what I mean? You oh, know man. how Sack is. Loud as fucking practice. So, <laughs> you know, he kept, he kept, he kept the energy going on a, on a slow year for us, man. That was a rough year, boy. That was, <laughs> yeah, for sure. But, boy, that was a rough year, boy. And I learned yeah. so much. And that was, that was Byron, right? That was Byron's first year? Yeah, hell yeah. That, that rough ass training camp. Training camp? How about the season? What are you talking about? The whole season was brutal. What? Oh, man. What about Byron's training camp was different than other coaches? I mean, like, B. Scott, he's just so, like, old school, man. So everything is just run, run, run. We got to be in shape. Like, we got to go. Like, you know what I mean? He was off the court, cool as hell. Like, cool-ass coach. But on the court, man, like, like. I mean, Sack probably still in shape from that training camp. Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, two. I had two of those training camps. Man. I took years off my life. For sure. He took a year off my career. Oh. For sure. <laughs> it, it's brutal. Sure. I'm telling Jack, you can't. There, 
no one can do like no one can speak on how difficult those training camps were. And he put like trash can on either side to see if yeah, the guy yeah. would puke just to see if yeah. he could push you to that next level. And you're right. like, what, what, one thing I respect about, about it though, is like he'd been through it before. So it wasn't like he was a coach that was going to push you hard and he never did it. So like, that's right. the only thing that like, I looked at it as like, you know what? Like he did this before. So like, I can respect it. I, I completely agree. Uh, yeah. That was my next question. Did he do it with you? Because he was still a pretty young guy. No, <laughs> hell no, he ain't doing it with me. <laughs> <laughs> on the sideline with his whistle, man, talking shit. Oh, talking crazy. That, yeah. was the, that was the worst part about it. He would talk smack and, like, see if he could really get you to, like, <sighs> no, you know what? The worst out of all of that, three-man weave, man. I, 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 I you guys ran never. The, you ran the three-man weave, like CYO? Every day. Every day. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> Every shoot, single. Shoot arounds, bro. Shoot arounds. The ball can't Not touch the, the ground. Ball can't three touch man the ground. weave? NBA players yes, are the three man weave. No, no. Not just like you can't, the ball can't touch the ground. You gotta and... go outside like the the um the court. Like it was wild, man. <laughs> On out of bounds had... plays from the baseline, did you slap the ball and yell break? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you was, just, you was happy for that for that break right there. Oh, I'm telling you, you had suicides. We had suicides yep. and shoot around if you didn't make a certain amount of shots. It was hey, it one, was, one, one, th- one, one thing about B. Scott though, man. He he ain't take no shit, man. So you you said something slick, huh? What'd you say? Yeah, I ain't hear you. Like he was one of them coaches, so I, I respect that a lot. Like he was he was ready to go. I know. I think Booze tried him one time, and he. He's like, all right, Boos, keep playing with me. <laughs> so, like, I, man, I, I, I like Byron Scott, man. He, he actually one of my favorite coaches outside of the practice bullshit. <laughs> was that was Kobe out that year? No, Kobe started training camp. Yeah, he just, started. And he just was. It was a lot, man. That that yeah. for that yeah, old age, surgery. Yeah, oh, for sure. that age, he couldn't do all the stuff he we were doing. Now, at, yeah, I at think that- Steve, Steve Nash did one day. He did. I think he did one day of training camp. <laughs> it was done. The first. I think he did the first day. First day. Yeah. It was done. They remember they started the uh, death march or whatever. Yeah. Or whatever yeah. it is. Where 20 you minute run, run. Twenty minute run with your hands above your shoulders. Back yeah, pedal, yeah. defensive slide, back pedal, and then they were they were done. They call it quits. Yeah. Uh, you know, at that point, you had been in the league for four or five years, Ed. But uh, so, you, I mean, you were a little desensitized to being around stars. I imagine part of you was kind of excited to be on a roster with Kobe Bryant when you showed up yeah, that yeah. summer. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, at, at the time, I was with um, Landmark Sports. And so that was um, Rob Polinka. So I had like I had like a relationship uh, with Kobe. Like we. I worked out with him a couple of times, like before that, like in the summertime, we texted a few times. So I had like sort of like a, a relationship with him before then, but just to to be around him every day and like see how much work he put in and like his mindset on game days and like how locked in he was, man, it was something that like I appreciate. I got to, you know, go through and, you know, had the honor, you know, to, to play with him. Do you have a, uh, a Kobe story you can, you can share? I bug Rob all the time. <laughs> Oh man, 
So this was he probably has more booze stories than that's what right, right. even better <laughs> off the court is even better preferred. Now I got I got I got I got one. This was um this was the day it was like the trade deadline day. We all sitting down on the baseline. Cole walks in, and Rob was like, "Damn, Cole, like you ain't been here in like two weeks, man." Da 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 da. da. Cole just looked around, and was like, "Yeah, da 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 da." I'm just um, I'm just here to, to try to trace some of y'all motherfuckers. I was like, oh <laughs> God, man, like, <laughs> but say with a That's right. It was not like he was not fucking around. Like, like, yeah, I'm here to trace some of y'all. We need to get better. Like, <laughs> That's like, right. Yeah, I forgot dude, about like, that. I forgot about that. He's like, like I'm Shaq, here leave him alone, bro. Leave him alone, <laughs> man. <laughs> um. <laughs> What's, oh shit! What's your relationship with Tyler Hands, bro? And is he a maniac? Yeah. So, so um, I work out in Chapel Hill in the summer, and he works out there. So I I see him like damn near every day in the summer. And yeah, he's for sure, man. Like when it comes to like working out and like training, man. Like like how like self motivated he is. I think he's thirty six, thirty seven, and like he's like one of the only like. Like people who I know that can really like go into the gym by himself, no no trainer, no rebounder, and like work out. Like I, I me personally, I can't do it. Like I have to have like a trainer, I have to have a rebounder, like I have to have a whole setup. But he can go in there every day, lift hard by himself, get on the court by himself. Like so, like his mindset is just like it's like going on a different level, man. So you you your buddies, I was hoping you were gonna be like, yeah, no, Tyler's a different guy. No, that's my dog, man. Damn that's it. my dog. He's so hateable. Yeah. You know that. You know how hateable yeah, he no, is. No. Yeah, I mean, like, like basketball-wise, <laughs> just because, like, like how he plays. But, like, off the court, man, he, he cool as shit, man. It sounds cool, like he's, you have a really good relationship still with North Carolina, huh? Is that pretty much? Yeah, yeah. Yep. So I, uh, um, I live in Raleigh, so I just train there. Are you sad about Roy? Do you think he had a couple more years in him? Nah. <laughs> no, 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 not like that. I'm not, I'm not, no, I'm not, I'm not sad about it. You know, I'm, I'm happy for him, man, because he, he put in a lot of work, man. He's a, one of the best coaches ever, you know, won three rings. Like, he did a lot, for, he did a lot for the game, man. Like, I just feel like, like, the time was right. Like, why, like, like, keep pushing it, keep pushing it, like, for something like, you know what I mean? Like, what's like, yeah. Well, and, and the game like, has enjoy changed. Life, man. And the game has changed and recruiting's changed and it's not, like what he came into, and I don't think he's going to change his ways. To, yeah, you know. exactly. That yeah, that's one hundred percent right. And I, I actually like had a conversation with him um, a couple of years ago, where we were just he was, I was asking like about recruiting, and he was like, "Man, it's, it's just like it just changed like from you know ten years ago, like just like how the kids act and like how you have to talk to them, their mentality and things like that, and like you know like those old school coaches, man, like." They're so like like stuck in their ways, like they're not really like changing for like those 18, 17 year old kids. So like he had a hell of a career, you know. Um, I think he's like now, like he just get to enjoy life, man. He made all that money. He gotta spend it, do something, man. Like <laughs> was it always North Carolina for you coming up at, out of high school? Um, it was my my final three was North Carolina, Virginia, and Connecticut. But, like, then that's when, like, Virginia, the coach was Dave Lado. Like, the program wasn't, like, where it was. Yeah. So it was just more like they were the state school. So, like, all right, I keep them on the list. But I wasn't, like, 
I never like could see myself going to Virginia. It was either going to be North Carolina or Connecticut because back then that's when North Carolina and Connecticut were just producing pros at the pros at the pros, and especially big man. So it was literally like what school was going to offer me first. Rob can mention or attest to this every year, or I should say every few years, there's a really, really good college basketball team. And then the conversation comes up. Is this the best college basketball team of all time? And in that conversation is always without fail, the 2009 North Carolina Tar Heels. When you showed up that summer, 2008, going into 2009, did it, did it feel different? And was it certainly, you know, national championship or bust kind of expectations? Yeah, for sure. Because the year before that, um, the team went to the Final Four. And, you know, everybody was coming back. You know, we had, you know, um, some good recruits coming in. Tyler Zeller, Larry Drew, myself, and Justin Watts. So, all we needed was, I mean, really, like, they just the, the team just needed just another year. So, like, we came in, like, that year, like I said, with national championship or, like, that's it. So, like, you know, we had... We had that mindset the whole year. We, we, we struggled a little bit in our first two ACC games. We started out 0-2, but, you know, after that, you know, we were rolling. Would you beat Michigan State by, like, 30 in the championship? Something yeah, that game like was that? over with a halftime, man. <laughs> <laughs> were, you, were you ever threatened by the Gonzaga Bulldogs in the Sweet 16? Was there ever any part of you that had any doubt? Nah, honestly, that tournament, the only, the only team that, that made us, like, wake up was, was LSU. Other than that, like we we cruise, we cruise right past Gonzaga. Who was in the game? Yeah, no, it was our whole scout. The whole scout was Ty Lawson couldn't shoot, and then this guy comes out and shoots like five threes in the game, and was like, right. I don't know who was on the LSU team. Um, Marcus Jordan, Garrett Temple. That's right. Had um somebody else. Tasman Mitchell, they had a they had a good team. Mitchell, damn, they had a good team. Damn. Do you find yourself fanboying out, getting stressed watching North Carolina now, especially when they're making? He was, runs? he was when we were in the finals last time. I know that. Yeah, yeah, man. I always, I always want them boys to do well, man. Because, like I said, like I'm, I'm around them a lot, and I see the work they put in. So, like, I'm always. You know, wanting them to, you know, reach their goals, you know, team success, individual success. So, like, I'm always pulling for Carolina, man. How often uh, – is there, like, a real rift between you and Duke players in the league when you run into them? Nah, not not me. Like, <laughs> like, like oh, honestly, like, like I, 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 I love Carolina. I appreciate my time there. But, like, I, I was never, like, the big, like – I got Carolina in my blood. It's like, you know, I went here. I appreciate this school. But, like – my mindset was always, like, I want to get to the NBA. So it's like all the Duke guys I play with, you know, I'm still cool with. I just – I was just with Mason Plumlee the other day with to the to the Browns game. So not for me, man. I don't – the Duke stuff really don't, like – I don't know. The rivalry doesn't – like, it was just, like, another game for me, honestly. Ed's, Ed's cooler than the other side of the pillow, Jack. You know, <laughs> I know. He don't, he don't – he don't – he don't change. He – He's, he's just one motion, man. Uh, one yeah, more North man. Carolina question before we move away from it. Uh, would Hubert Davis have been your first choice? Um, that's a good question, man. So when, when Coach retired, 
I was like, you know, you definitely got to keep it in the family. So it was either between Hubert or, or for me, it was between Hubert or Wes Miller. You know, um, I felt like we couldn't go wrong with either one. You know, I would have I would have liked Wes Miller just because he was a little younger, you know, and just bring that that young juice in. But, you know, um, I think Hubert's going to do a hell of a job. And, you know, I'm happy for him. And like you said, like I was I was around the, the whole summer and I, I see like how the guys like how they how they respect him and like how he carries himself. So he's going he's definitely going to do well there. For sure. Now, I got a question off topic completely. What is Ed Davis driving now? Because he always, oh, yeah, I knew this. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Knew, <laughs> I knew. Yeah. I mean, what is Ed Davis driving to? Man, I just I, I just got that um that TRX, man. Oh, really? The ramp, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh. So I got it. I got it in the shop now. I'm doing something, something to the hood, man. So a little pickup truck, man. There you go. Get yourself a pickup. You still got them old schools? Always. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Always. You still, you still I got, got the Lincoln? Absolutely. It's in my driveway right now. Cool. You know I got cool, the Lincoln. Man. That ain't going I'm nowhere. I'm already on. The stinking Lincoln stays stinking. Thanks. Where's the, was in the Lincoln when you saw it, Ed? Was there the monitors in the back of the uh, in the back seat yet where you could watch oh yeah oh yeah he's seen the whole black car and everything yeah yeah, yeah. good he knew that's what i was riding in all right the ice is broken it's been 30 minutes can we get an off the story or off the court rob sacre story in and around la or even better on the road it's okay. it's up for grabs. It's up for grabs now, Ed. Everything's available at this point. Everything's available. You could you could spill it all. <laughs> Ooh. I'm trying to think, man. Uh, uh, oof. Let me ask you this, and this is a question to both of you. <laughs> to both of you. Yeah, I can't. I, I got some stories, but I can't put. I can't. I can't. We can't talk about this on here, man. <laughs> actually rob's getting looser and looser in his advancing age he he's giving less of a fuck by the day oh 100 percent already no good for him too let me ask you this <laughs> your favorite uh city to visit as a uh as an nba player favorite city it's probably either la or miami what about toronto I like I was going to say, I thought Toronto the, would be the, it. the only thing, like, you, you might go to Toronto, it might be 15 degrees outside. Yeah, like, at least true. you go to L.A. and Miami, you know it's, the weather going to be nice. Like, you can guarantee that. So, it's just like, uh, like, I love Toronto, but I played there and, like, that wind and that cold weather, man, I can, I can do without it, man. That's fair. Yeah, no, Ed's got my back, man. Ed, Ed always had my back on the road, man. What on that Lakers team? Who's the biggest plain drinker? Oh yeah, this is what... the biggest plain drinker. Who's on that team? Bronny Brewer. No, 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 no. It was no. Boozer. It was Boozer. Jordan Clarkson, Julius Randle, Jordan Hill, Nick Young, Wes Wayne, Ronnie Price, Frank Ronnie Kelly, Price, Ronnie Price. Yeah. yeah. And what? Yeah. What's the what's the drink of choice on those plans? Now nowadays, a lot of guys drink wine. I could see that. Some guys had a, had, had a beer. I like some that. Guys, some guys would get you, get a little little bottle, a little forty two Hennessy or something, man. What would you we need? Hey, Jack. Booth. No, 
we got to get Jay Hill on this. We that's who we need to get on this show. Jay Hill. Yeah, little oh, Arizona yeah, yeah, connection. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, who we need to get on this show. What would doing, what, what would prime Ed Davis bring on a plane? 25, 26, 27 year old Ed Davis. I'm not really a, I'm not really a big um, drinker. I'm more laid back, man. Just mellowed out, you know. Just chilling. don't want to relax. Chilling. chilling. You know where I'm going with that. Yep. You just all chilling. <laughs> <laughs> where? All right. All right. All right. We've come a long way in the last 12 years when it comes to uh, marijuana, both as a as a culture and I think the league itself. Is there smoking on planes now? No. No, nah, hell no, hell no, hell no. Come Not on, playing. Jack. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. You never know. I don't know. Hotel, hotel rooms for sure. You okay. Might to, you might go to some floors. It's like a dispensary. Now, right. did they legalize it in the league now? I haven't been paying attention. No, nah, they, they're not They're not testing for it. Like, once the the, um, the bubble happened, they stopped testing. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. You know, some animal. guys having some good times, man. <laughs> that changes the game completely. Yeah, man. You're not even. You're not doing the whole like you're on your fourth. You're not right, you're right, on right, your right, fourth. Right. Oh, it's my third. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was your bubble experience? Did you have a good time uh, down there? Uh, oh, um, one second, man. Yeah, I, I did, man. Like, other than the, the fact that I was um, away from my family, but, you know, I really, you know, it was like the, it was like the first time that, like, since, like, in, like, high school that you're around, you know, a bunch of athletes who all sort of, you know, in the same situation, and it's just y'all. Like, you don't have to worry about, you know, taking pictures, you know, signing autographs, you know, you got kids changing diapers, so it's like, literally, you can just focused on basketball so that's like from that like that was like that was kind of cool man yeah like an aau tournament yeah for everyone's sure. in the same hotel but for yeah. months yeah that was, a, that was the only <laughs> thing, man. did you fit did you fish in the stocks pond uh i went out there one day i'm not i'm not a big fisher man neither am i i would i would be yeah. dominating those water slides though for sure god damn jack god damn <laughs> Man, well, hey, Ed, we appreciate you being on, man. Greatly appreciate. Yeah, no you. doubt. Any, anytime. Hey, we got link up, sack, man. I got. I might. You, you in um Spokane? Spokane. I'm still in Spokane. All right, man. I'm you just a, tell me when you need. You out, the, we need to kick it, and I'll, I'll yeah, show up. You just tell no, me where I'm I need a, to I'm go. A, I'm gonna come. I'm gonna come check you out. Yeah, come check me out, bro. That, that am I going to Richmond? No, I'm in. I'm in Raleigh, man. Oh, I was gonna I say, I'll, to I'm bringing my guns if I'm going to Richmond. I ain't going yeah, to Richmond. Sure. With, <laughs> I'm not yeah, going to sure. Richmond. I'm not going to Richmond without being strapped. I'll tell sure. you that. All right, Raleigh, I'll be there this summer. You got me. Let's do it, man. Let's All right, I will. I'll be there. I promise. Ed Davis, thanks, buddy. Thank you, man. Hey, appreciate y'all, man. It's like anytime, bro. From the corner, the great Ed Davis. Be on the lookout for him uh, next time the Cavs are on national TV, which, you know, I'm, is not going to be not going to be a ton of times. Thank you so much to Ed Davis for his time. Again, betonline.ag. Get to betonline.ag. Make some money. Betty, Betty, Betty. Make some money, honey. Promo code believe B-L-E-A-V. Real live basketball on Sunday. The vaunted Eastern Oregon. I don't know what their mascot is. Eastern Oregon. 
what are they? I'm looking it up right now. They're green, I believe. No, they're like they look like UC Davis. There's those kind of colors. The Mountaineers. Are they? The Mountaineers. Mountaineers. Bring it, Mountaineers. Mm-hmm. Um, Rob, Keener, I probably Jed Keener's a big fan of them. I wouldn't be yes, surprised. Yes. Big Eastern Oregon. He I think he's a season ticket holder. Um I, I wouldn't be surprised. Do you have a costume for Sunday? I do. I I was sure I you know what? The pit vipers are coming out too with them. Good. Good. Oh, I'm what, coming out. What's strong. your costume? It's a little bit of uh Joe Dirt mixed with Dirt Diggler mixed with uh Dirk Diggler. <laughs> are you with your kids? Where what kind of party are you going to? <laughs> Marky Mark? Who's the funky bunch? I just I'm feeling good. I'm gonna feel good on Halloween. That's so weird how it's phrased. All right, go ahead. Peace comes from within. Do not seek it without. Peace comes from within. Do not seek it without. Oh, so you need inner peace in order to find peace. Yeah, bingo. Well, if you have inner peace, you know what? Mm. I dig it. I love it. (laughs) From the corner! And it's over! Gonzaga! The slipper still fits! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.